Welcome back to the greatest book club in the multiverse, the Geeksplain Book Club, where I, alongside my daring heroes, are going through every single volume of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's. It doesn't phase you anymore, and I'm really, it's <laughs> only a couple episodes in, and it doesn't phase you guys anymore, and that's starting I've to, to it makes me I've had to prepare myself. No, I've had to prepare myself. Now. So, so I'm just, just waiting like, watch, for the blood splatter. Watch know? next next week. It's it's not even going to be. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to like throw blood at the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just for the for the sound effect. Um, but yeah, we are going through every single volume of Invincible. Uh, Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley's superhero epic. Each Friday, we are going through a different volume, and this Friday, we are covering volume six, entitled A Different World. And I am joined here by my compatriots, my fellow Viltramites. First off, Jacob Brown. Hello, greetings. And Malcolm Russell Nelson. Sadu. So... <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so volume six, volume six entitled The Different World. This is issues 25 through 30. What did you guys think going into this volume? Was there anything you were expecting? Was there anything that you like? Obviously, you know, there are things that are have been set in motion with the book, you know, in prior volumes. Was there anything that you were kind of expecting or really excited for coming into this volume? Um, you know, I, I really, I didn't know what to, to expect. I'm actually going to be real honest. That, that was the thing about this comic is to, when you first start reading it, you don't know what to expect. And then eventually as the run goes on, you expect the unexpected after a certain point. But this kind of sets up like nothing is safe. Nothing, um, what you think you're ready for, you're not ready for right now. And right. Um, it kind of definitely sets it up in this whole trade back is this whole trade back is proof of it. Actually. That's, that's, that's me. Yeah. yeah sure. I think Welcome. the, I think the end of the last volume kind of starts the momentum of the book. Like there, mm -hmm. there is one of my favorite things about the whole series is that it has like this crazy momentum that kind of just starts and never stops and yeah. keeps rolling. And you're kind of just caught in a rolling boulder of it all. And that really starts like last volume with with the Allen stuff mm. and Allen getting like decimated by those Viltramites and then continues on here. Like it is it is the beginning of this giant ramp up roller coaster that you're going to be on for the rest of the run. This, really. this like, looming threat. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like we've we've set up enough stuff that now has to be paid off for the rest of the series. Yeah. And this is the beginning of that. And speaking of beginning, um, we talked a little bit off mic about this but um you know i'm just gonna come out and say it it's been a couple weeks now each week we say it's gonna be all new material <laughs> and um it's 90 you know, that's on us that's 90 percent new material it's a but <laughs> malcolm is absolutely right it is yeah. mostly new material here mostly so new we are yeah. really start it's kind of mind-boggling like how far in advance they took stuff and put it into the first season which yeah I get. it 
kind of annoys me actually yeah uh, because same because here this specific plot line is my biggest problem with the first season is like i think they yeah. rushed that way too fast agree yeah. i completely fast. agree robot is one of my favorite side characters he was actually yeah. the reason why i like got really into it and the fact that they just i didn't realize rereading this i was just like oh i didn't realize how much is spread out about his uh -huh. storyline yeah. i didn't realize I that about taking that. a long time yeah uh, we'll we'll Agreed. see next week but there's a nice tease to it in next week's volume yeah that i remember very distinctly Same. for the rest of time because that was the first one i was like oh now i get an idea of what's going on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise like you still don't know what's happening yeah and you see robot kind of working his way through his process you know he's mm -hmm. he knows where the mauler twins are or the single the singular mauler twin after the yes. uh, the event after the explosion explosion yeah. he's got half his face burnt off he makes a clone and he's like you are definitely the clone and the guy's mm -hmm. like wait no no, hold on a second. And then later I on, I love that it to... just bums yeah. him out so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it leads to him murdering his creator to be yeah. like, yeah, sorry, man. It only really works if neither of us knows who the clone is. Sorry, yeah. dude. I, I just well, love the existential fair. moment that yeah, he exactly. has. You know, so he's good. just like, oh, wait, I remember I am the clone. Oh, you're right. You can't, <laughs> you can't have this and argument I mean, anymore. For, you know, for that Mauler Prime to be lording it over him and be like, no, go fetch me my lemonade. He's like, listen. I mean, this is just how it has to be, man. Like, you yeah, know, he's one like, of us I will is call the prime one. The King Mauler. Yeah, I yeah. will call myself King Mauler. Like, that's who I am now. <laughs> like, he got too big for his britches. So the other Mauler, like, slips him poison. <laughs> it's awesome. So, <laughs> so good. Awesome. So good. And then when the Mauler so twins funny. are back to essentially being on the same footing, that is when they are encountered by Robot, who has been making his way through his plan, whatever at this point, we don't know what his plan in the comic is. But if you watch mm -hmm. the show and you've read the series before, you know what's going on. You know um, what's going he on. is going yeah. to this, to Ugly Baby. And at one point he pricks uh, Rexplode after he mm -hmm. sees Monster Girl show him some interest because as the comic has established, Monster Girl is a horny monster. Monster Girl and horny. She hungry. She's incredibly <laughs> repressed. She is hungry. So and she just chases after everyone. And it's all she's I love that she is specifically into butts. Yes. Every yes. time she's checking someone out, she's looking at their tush. And well, I really like that line. consistency. It <laughs> That's you know, that's what it is. All right, you're right. No, you're right. That's <laughs> sure. exactly it. Shoot. But yeah, so we, we see by the end of Robot's deal in this volume that he has come to the Mauler Twins for a new job. But that is it for stuff that has been in the show. That is it for the stuff that we yep. already know. Let's dive into this 85% of new content here. Guys, um, the important thing is that no one reads Science Dog. That's, no, no one that's reads the that. important thing. Yeah. That's the important uh, thing. No one reads for Mark Grayson. Mark Grayson and the guy who works at the comic the, shop, mm -hmm. who has a shirt that says "I'm so indie." Yeah, <laughs> and and then the back of that shirt is an actual indie comic called Blankets. It's Blankets. a cover. Yeah. yeah. It's an yeah. actual <laughs> it's an actual book and I freaked out rereading this going like oh my god I didn't know that weird that. that's so <laughs> weird so weird I so love weird. it by the way if you if you can get a chance to actually do read uh blankets, blankets? It's actually a, it's a really actually good inspirational story that you is that is that Lemire? 
I don't remember who did that. That is, is that Lemire? not Lemire, but it is it's not Lemire, but it's but it's in that vein of like the Lemire books that he was doing, like Underwater Welder and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's why I always mix them up. No, no, it's totally yeah. fair. But it is some indie guy that, that which explains the shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's but so indie. It's so indie. <laughs> but after the uh the quick check-in with his uh, his local pull list, which we've all been there, um, he goes and helps out Rex fighting this Cthulhu-looking motherfucker who is the, what is he called? He is the Octoboss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after helping Rex defeat him, Rex returns to Guardians HQ, and we get the exact parallel scene of him walking in on Kate and who? Who? We find out later on it's immortal. Um, I kind of, I love that this happened. To I love that it happened. The Me same too. exact way that he got walked in on by Eve. Like yep. it's it's a perfect mirroring moment. And I love exact it. parallel. It makes me so happy. I yeah. love full karma uh, experiences and and <laughs> comic books like that. It's just like, well, you you messed up. Well, guess what? Same thing just happened to you. So what are you gonna do about it? And it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was yep, a bad we, get, idea. we also get this underlying um uh Rick Sheridan storyline going. I almost said Tim. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rick Sheridan is still missing. He's been gone for, I think it says three months at this point. And by yeah. the end of this volume, it'll have been like six or seven. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Principal Winslow is now Dean Winslow. Yes! Love it. And love after it. returning home to uh, have lunch with his mom, Mark is confronted by Science Dog. Which, Science Dog shows up. When this happens in the show, I'm very excited for Seance Dog. I know it's not oh, going to yeah. be the same. But having his like Doctor Strange ass at the door, like yeah, I thought yeah, this would just... be non-threatening. Yeah, I thought uh, it would be non-threatening. I like Science Dog so much, though. But it is too. I just like this kind of hero, like the pulp hero thing. It's I mean, yeah, it's just Tom fair. Strong. Like Absolutely. all he is yeah, is Tom Strong. Oh yeah, yeah. Literally looks like Tom Strong as a dog. Yeah, and I yeah. think that slaps. So I'm I'm gonna miss Science Dog, but Science Dog will be pretty fun. Agreed. He better be more like Doctor Voodoo than Doctor Strange, though. Do you think? Do you know why Absolutely. they changed it? Because I have no idea why they changed it. Is it because of some no sort of legal idea. issue it's, or it's, something? It's like got to be some kind of licensing thing. I'm I don't know. sure there's some sort of maybe, like, maybe he was just a little dog. too close to Tom Strong. <laughs> yeah, probably. maybe for them to yeah, so I mean, like. Because you know, Seance Dog is absolutely not ripping off anything, boy. Right, exactly. Um, I hope Benedict Cumberbatch plays Science Dog. I'm not gonna lie, incredible. That would be so. It would never happen, but it would be incredible with his really bad American accent. (laughs) His American accent is perfect. American accent. American accent is perfect. Beyonce. I'm sorry. Are you are you from Romania? What was that? What's that? Beyonce. Beyonce. Can I want that penguin? to have been his like legit warm up for his accent. It was it was his audition. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Yeah, it's Beyonce. That's pretty good. That's Beyonce. Good Are you guys convinced? Yeah, we're good. We're yeah. Good. No, it sounds sounds totally Amer- American esque. Yeah. 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 Just American esque to be living somewhere in New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, it's a living yeah. Greenwich. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we find out that Science Dog is, in fact, this bug person who is in disguise and was sent to retrieve Mark to help save his world. After Mark gets into it a little bit with his mom, who is back on the bottle, he says goodbye to Amber, who is once again back to being a nothing character, which is unfortunate. (laughs) 
Uh huh. Yeah. And Mark heads off into space against the will of yeah. Cecil, which is important. That's one of my favorite things. I love the Cecil aspect of this volume. Oh yeah. Yes. Same here. Cecil so being good. like, "Listen, you you don't work for them. Like you work for me. I don't think this is a good idea." You should not yeah. be doing this. We and will the need you here. That they have like, later on is so good. The, okay, so now I got to reprimand you. Oh yeah. my god! And I Mark's love just that like so much for what that <laughs> reprimand me for what motherfucker? And I didn't do I anything it. wrong. I love it. And that it's is, so and just for you readers, that is the beginning. That is the yes. fracture yes. of that relationship. And it yes. right it there, that's where it starts. And yes. it only gets significantly really worse. Really Honestly, yeah. on both parties. Yes. Agreed. Yes, it Agreed. does. Like, Mark fully Grayson on both a good parties. Person. Just, remember. Just remember that Mark Grayson is a good person. <laughs> there, there, were bad, there were bad arguments on both sides. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> exactly. No, we're going to segue away from that impression <laughs> into the reason Mark has been brought say, to this alien China. planet say of China. bug people. Don't. Yeah. This, I, I didn't this think alien can. planet of bug people because their ruler has requested his help. And who is their oh. ruler? Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. Nolan Grayson, he's back. And now, since we were talking about it before, the things that have been like kind of moved around, I understand why those things were included. Because between Mm -hmm. Nolan leaving in in the second volume, I believe, yeah, um, Uh, third, third volume, third volume, volume. and this, we have two volumes that we've talked about for the past two weeks as essentially kind of come down volumes Mm -hmm. that don't really forward the overall plot but forward the characters and kind yeah. of give you a little bit more of the world and the way that they front loaded the first season with all the events all the important events that happen in those two volumes sets it up for this to be like the first or second mission mark goes on in season yeah. two yeah like it better be fish wedding and then this oh yeah fish wedding has to have its own episode oh yeah and then and then this yeah because it and it makes sense like because you know if you have a jk simmons on you lead want a jk simmons you want to have a jk simmons as, as much possible. as possible exactly yeah. which means i wouldn't be surprised if this story arc actually lasts longer in the show as well right. agreed i can which see this will being the also annoy me yes <laughs> agree i don't like that i think this is so perfectly short and then I we th- don't see Nolan for a while again. And I think well, that works really well. I think we still will. Pro- this will probably be like the back half of the season because we, we still have Angstrom Levy. For this is true. So this is very true. We do still have the Levy doing that. I, but I really hope they don't mess it up too much in the sense like this whole like moment when Nolan and uh, and Mark see each other. Yes. Like Nolan has this, feels this tension like he might have to fight his son again and he's mm-hmm. expecting his, his son to like fight him. But he just collapses and cries into his arms like so happy to see him and wants him to come home. It's like it's very much the trauma of when you go through your uh, a di- uh, when your parents have a divorce and you have yeah. to go see your dad and you just or are mom. just tr- or your mom or so or and you just have to uh whoever your other parent is and just and just like you have this moment like can't you just fix things can't things go back to yeah normal? like just just it's come like, home home just yeah. come home and and it just can't happen and it's so it's so uh it's so upsetting and i feel like in the show that this kind of moment is not going to happen only in the sense like i feel like there's going to be another confrontation I like, I don't know. Almost. I think I with, don't know with actors like J.K. Simmons and Stephen uh, Yun, they would kill the shit out of this. Yeah, yeah. This, 
This is one of the best scenes, not just in this series, and it's one of my favorite scenes in the series. It's one of my top five scenes, like, in comics. I think just the way that they stage it, the four pages of one page, it's Mark's face saying, Dad, and then you get the quick shots of Mark's hand open and Mark's hand closed into a fist and no narrows on Nolan's eyes, and then you see Nolan's hands clench, and then the tears just start streaming from Mark's face and he just hugs him, is one of the most impactful things I've ever read in a comic. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Like, it's so good. It's the last time that Nolan saw him, because we get, get, you know, a callback with that that panel or that full page spread of Nolan flying away with tears in his eyes, Mark showing up with tears in his eyes and the two of them Uh embracing. It's poetic. It's wonderful. It's it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. And I but but the thing is like just how they like um change things for nolan's uh like big fight with the guardians is kind of what i feel is going to happen with these four pages it's like either they'll expand it or they'll they'll just like find a different way to kind of convey that same to convey that that uh, cinematically i i guess it It works better in a comic than it would in a motion thing yeah i I could know i i have after after everything they did for the first season, I have faith. I have faith. Here's hoping. And that yeah, here's hoping. Performers. Yeah. But speaking of home, we do get a quick look back at Debbie. Debbie goes through <laughs> oh, man. this Jeez. this volume. I'm, we're just going to talk about her entire her entire journey across this. There's a really oh, yeah. awkward scene between her and Cecil. Yeah, <laughs> Cecil like teleports into the house, and he's just like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I am like getting ready to become a a realtor." And, you know, she's talking about how, like, it gets her out of the house and she's, like, wanting to, like, have some purpose. And Cecil makes an offhanded comment. um, (laughs) (laughs) It was basically like, you know, if you just, you know, we've been giving you money. If you wanted to earn the money, all you had to do was ask. And she slaps the shit out of him. Slaps him. And he's just he's just like, oh, my God, that's not what I meant. I'm doing clerical work. God. Yeah, but he's like straight up. But he he recognized he's like you know what that's on me. I shouldn't yeah. have fra- phrased it that way. That's yeah. It. Yeah, fra- it was like if anything would like if phrasing was a bigger thing that could ever match <laughs> in a scene, it was definitely this scene that it was, it was like, here. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I just love her. I just love that she called him pig. Yeah. <laughs> just straight up, just. And oh, so. Love it. On on this bug planet, uh, Mark and Nolan basically get to have their reunion. They talk a little bit. Uh, Nolan explains him leaving, what it meant for him as a Viltrumite, and how they are going to be hunting him and coming for him. And then he reveals that not only does he have a new wife on this planet, but mm. Mark has a little baby half-brother now. Oh, Yay! The boy. You ever want to kill a franchise, you bring a baby into it. That's the Damien of this crew. (laughs) Yeah. So true in all the Damien Wayne of this book. (laughs) But then we get to possibly my favorite issue from the volume because (laughs) we get Omnipotus the World Shaper against every single hero in the Invincible Universe, including (laughs) our boys at Capes Incorporated. (laughs) Kid Thor's standing there with his cinder block on a broom handle, and (laughs) they are going to go after this thing yeah and who's leading the charge but my man brit saying Boy, you picked the wrong universe yeah. and he's got his so henley on and he's just ready yeah. so good we got, <laughs> brit, tech, jacket we got tech jacket him. we got the guard jacket 
everybody's there. Everybody All your favorites is. are here. It's like Smash Brothers Ultimate. I <laughs> love it. It's even a Batman there. looking cat all the way yeah. in the back. Batman, yeah. yeah, the Batman. And then guy. at the uh, at the moment that it looks like everything is lost, that Omnipotus is gonna destroy oh, and Donald. the world. That was another thing. And Donald, 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 Donald is like a like a robot, and everyone's just like, "You're cyborg, you're man. a robot," and he's just like, "Pretty much," <laughs> which is a thing from the Brit comics. Like yes. that's yeah, that's a whole like Brit backstory thing. Yeah, which is yeah. again, again, sure just connected. Shouting to us right now, we are going to cover those comics. We are going to have <laughs> intermissions on this. Seriously. Believe yeah. me. But we get here also, very important, the return of Black Samson. Woo! Full power, baby. The dopest thing. Who's just like, yeah, I just woke up and I heard those problems. Figured I'd come down. And he's like in his boxers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just instantly like just takes care of it right away. And it gives you this, you know, it, it gives context to him in previous volumes where him losing his powers absolutely destroyed him. Yeah. As if like he was this powerful. Think of like losing that power and like yeah. what that does to your confidence and your, you know, sense of self. Yeah. He's the only one who could take out the threat, which is awesome. I mean, just by shoving him into a portal, yeah, but right. still it's freaking awesome. Yeah. And then we get to see that because he is the world shaper and once he is gone, all of the damage around them is uh, is nullified. We get to see them all kind of standing goofily in the middle of uh, intersection. <laughs> Even my boy uh, Kid Thor is just hanging out, just Knocked chilling on, on the butt. ground. His little rocketeer looking butt. Yeah. God, I, I love everything or about bulletproof. that bulletproof. It's, it's like so dumb. Me too. I just, it's so good. It's, it's the best <laughs> costume. It's so good. But we come to find out that... Uh, that the Viltrumites are going to be hunting Nolan. They know that he's here. And Nolan essentially recruited Mark to say, hey, remember when we fought and you couldn't do shit to me? Now we're going to go up against three more of me and we're going to tag team this. Yeah. And it's like the ask of him to be like, hey, remember when I kicked the shit out of you and could have killed you it's but like, didn't? Like, I how need about you your help. Three more. Yeah. And we get the three Viltrumites that kicked the shit out of Alan mm -hmm. showing up. Yeah. And they are just laying waste to this planet. Like uh, Nolan has Mark fly his new wife, uh, Alessandra and their little baby boy to these tunnels, these safe tunnels, but they are confronted by this Viltrumite who I, after reading this volume, I was like, I want more of this guy. He dies, yeah. but I want yeah. more of him because he had such character for the minuscule amount of yeah. like screen time he had. Yeah, because yeah. he like he shows up and he's like very formal. He's like, I'm just going to read this. He's like, prepare for battle, young Viltramite. I'm here to give your life glory or an ending. I'm anxious to see which it will be. And like, he's just very formal. Yeah. Like, I am declaring we're about to go into combat. And he's like, uh, he's like, you're protecting these. Why? Nolan couldn't have, there's just, there's no way. And him realizing that Nolan has turned against the Viltramites mm -hmm. is like enough to distract him for a moment. Mm -hmm. And Mark like lands a sucker punch and flies away. And fucking takes off with them. And it's a yeah. terrifying chase scene. Yes. yes. And it, but it starts <laughs> it's off again so with scary. this amazing little character moment it's where he's so just scary. like, the Viltrumite like stands is like, keep your guard up, Lucan. You're yeah. never going to advance in rank if you keep turning your back on your enemy. Stupid. <laughs> Keep your head. There's killing to be done. And he just like flies off after them. And yeah, like I, I said, love it. 
a terrifying chasing because you just see over the course of this page over the course of like three panels this dot behind mark and it's slowly from panel to panel growing and growing until it is very clearly lucan yeah because because alessandra's like he's like he's gaining on us like I, i'm going as fast as i can yeah. like let, let me know when he's on this he's like she he is right behind us. <laughs> yeah mark has never flown this fast and he's being yeah. pushed beyond his limits and that's when nolan shows up attacks lucan gives mark a chance to breathe and he talks about how like he's never been yeah. pushed that hard and he doesn't know yeah. what to like what to do because these guys are like above his pay grade they're so <laughs> far above him um he does get a break however and nolan comes back his hands bloodied very much again looking like the omni man that just slaughtered the immortal before mm. he had to talk yep. to his son yeah and yep. it's it's a fun it's a fun theme that he keeps showing up to his son covered in blood um all the recurring bits in the entire series are so strong and yeah. are well crafted yeah. So that you get that recurring bit and like half the people I'm sure won't even realize like, oh, this is just a parallel to that. But for those that do, it's really rewarding. <laughs> so, uh, and in this to that point, like having, you know, the uh, Nolan says, you know, go drop them off the cave, then meet me back at the capital city. And, you know, Mark shows up and the capital city is leveled. All mm -hmm. of these bugs are dead. And, you know, Mark or uh, Nolan has his back turned and we're expecting like this stone cold, like Omni man who, you know, did all these horrible things the last time we saw him. And when the camera pans around to him, he is, he's pissed crying yeah. because he now has a, he now understands the value of life. Yeah. Yeah. However minuscule. And he gives and this great monologue at yeah. the beginning of next of the next comic or the next issue. Yeah. And it's, it's character growth, like seeing him like basically, and he kind of runs through all the lines that he said during that fight with Mark. He's like, mm -hmm. they're inferior to us. They were lesser beings. Their deaths are yeah. inconsequential. These are all things I'm completely aware of. I should not care that they are dead. I had, I've had blood on my hands before far more than this. And yet I care. I am enraged. I am enraged. Yeah. It's so badass. And oh man, you know he's about to throw down. And when the other two uh, Viltrumites show up, you know shit is shit is about to go down. For yeah, that's sure. when he grabs Mark too. When Mark's yeah. like, "No, like it's okay. Like you're feeling normal," and he grabs. He's like, "How would you know that this is how I'm supposed to feel? Like you are nothing. I am the Viltrumite." And yeah. then that's when he doesn't they know how to process up. it. Yeah, that's when they roll up and they're like, oh, that's the Nolan we've heard stories about. OK, yeah. we thought you were going soft, but you still a badass. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> like they, they're recognizing game, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have, you know, uh, Nolan goes after one of them. Mark, bless his heart. He tries to go after the other oh, one. Man. This is Mark from the show who gets yes. his ass handed to him all the time. And like that is what so this so far outmatched. Well, Mark yeah. doesn't even go after the other guy. The other guy literally grabs his foot and throws him over and goes, "Yeah, this one is like, mine." Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just but he like he him. gives this like really like 
kind of chilling monologue about how oh, he's like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, other Viltrumites like to dismember people. You know, I like to watch the light go out in your eyes as you die. I like to yeah. feel it. And then he's like, like a second away from licking Mark's face. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yes, he's doing it. Like, yeah. It's really yeah. creepy. You no, know, like punches the other one into him, and then he gets off this killer line where he's like, "Did you know the Empire was sending you to your deaths when they sent you here, or are you just starting to realize that now?" And, and then he bonks like, their head. <laughs> yeah, he's kicking the shit out of both of them. And then throws them away, and Mark's just like, ow. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying, Dad. I'm yeah, trying. I love it. Just like, I love oh, it. Boy. That's our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and after we get that, you know, that nice little poisoning scene between the Mahler twins, we get this great two-page spread just showing off oh, yeah. the battle, Viltrumites on yeah. Viltrumites. And it so is this is the first time that we get one of these spreads in the series. Yeah, it will because not be the this last. Is, this is a recurring thing for the rest of the series, yeah. is the focus picture and then a bunch of small shots in the background that must have taken Ryan Otley like a so week much. at yeah. least yeah. to do all of that. Do they do they do this with every Viltrumite? Yes. Like they, I, it, believe that's it's what it I think it's every Viltrumite that he comes across. Yeah. To fight. Yeah. 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 They do this so kind of they thing. They have this moment in, in every like comic that and it is brutal. It is painful. Bloody brutal. It is it is just it's gross. And I I'm think one of my favorite panels in these little in this one spread is the one in the far right corner uh, uh on the right side of the issue it's just an eye but it's like nolan's eye but i just yeah. love the blood covered on yeah. the pupil on the ball unblinking the yeah, yeah on the ball of the eye it's just so yeah. unnerving i, think I love that and i love the mark that. kick Oh, yeah, yeah, the mark the, kick's great too. The mark kick is great. I I like the uh, the parallels on the top left side and the bottom right side where we see his goggles broken on each uh -huh. side. Really, really well done. I just Ryan Otley is so good. I'm very yeah. excited for him to be drawing yes. Hulk. I was telling uh, someone the other day, like my favorite thing about uh, Ryan Otley being on Invincible for so long is you can see him progress as an artist. Yes, because these yes. pages don't look anything like the pages we saw in like issue eight. When he yeah, first came in, exactly. like it, I mean, it's only like maybe a couple years later, but it's progressed so much. So and much. then by the time you get to the end of the series, it is literally a masterclass in art. Mm -hmm. Like, so and and it's so cool to see his journey as an artist evolve and continue. I'm very excited to get there. That is, yeah. that is going to be awesome. It's going to be but good. Nolan manages to essentially like beat both of these guys like he defeats one of them the other one is about to you know kill or lick mark's face again and <laughs> nolan straight up like Ugh. grabs him by the head turns him around and headbutts him to death like <laughs> so freaking good and he, as he goes to like attend to mark lucan shows back up uh-huh snapping uh... nolan's spine and it is brutal. Like the next, the it's very next painful. page, like he is bent in half. Yeah. And as like, as Lucan is holding his like intestines in, yeah. like he's pulling yeah. up his, it looks like his pant leg, but he's pulling up his waist yeah. because yeah. his intestines are spilling out of him. Yeah. He's like, next time you kill someone, make sure they're dead. I'm like, give me the Lucan spinoff comic. Like I need more of this guy. Bad ass. Exactly. And, and then so, it falls over and then yeah. he's just dead. Yeah. He's dead. And he's like, like, yeah. So we get the uh, the aftermath, you know, Mark wakes up and he's been attended to medically and the Viltrumites are there. This is more Viltrumites than Mark has ever seen before. This is the most it's, Viltrumites we've it's seen. It's an army. It's a raiding party. Time. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a medical and they basically team. tell him yeah. like, hey, we patched you up. You're Viltramite. You survived, so you're strong. We're going to put you in charge of Earth. You have 100 years to turn this around, or we're going to kill you and everyone mm-hmm. on that planet. And then they just leave him in the rubble. Mark's straight up just like, whatever, man. And he passes <laughs> out. As, as Nolan is being carried away, too, an important thing, he says, Mark, read my books. books. Yes. My books. Which seems very throwaway, but books. becomes very important in, like, two volumes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we see Mark you know, after helping to uh, rebuild the society of the bug people, you know, Alessandra is like, look how much I've aged in the like two months that you've been here. Like you need to take your, your little baby brother. And so Mark returns home with this little baby boy, this little purple baby boy. And it's, um, poor Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, who has given up drinking at this point, by the way, we did skip over that. Yeah, yes, gave up drinking. There's a great moment where she throws away the bottle, and it which is a like, good thing. Yes, yeah. it feels like to me I'm of two minds of this because first off, like I'm like yes, like we're getting development for Debbie. I'm really happy about this. This is great. She's having some agency, and then at the same time, it still feels very like early Robert Kirkman writing in that oh, we're gonna make Debbie important again by making her a mom again and making yeah, her a caretaker again. It's yeah. very male writing to yes. be like, oh, what's the most important thing about her? Well, she's a mommy. Right. So we have to make her a mommy. Again. Now, like, where this yeah. goes is very is, good. We'll get there. Is good. But like, yes. But it starts like off kind of concerning. Yes. Yeah. It feels very concerning, especially for like someone who doesn't know where it's going to go. Like, oh, you're just making her a mom again. She, has, she doesn't have agency anymore. But following that, we get the scene between mark and cecil that we were talking about earlier hell yeah they just hash it out mark is basically like yeah dude i work for you but i am still a superhero Mm -hmm. and he basically he said he has this killer line where he's just like um i allow you to pay me because you put me where i need to be you help me do my job you think i'd be at home playing video games if you weren't paying me to do this like it's so it speaks so much to mark as a person basically saying like I am going to be a superhero whether you're paying me or not. Like mm-hmm. this is not this is not causality. Like nope. you paying me doesn't make me a superhero. I am a superhero. No, I am a superhero. Yeah. And it's yeah. the first time that he really stands up to Cecil and when he flies away Cecil gives this very knowing look. Like we he knows and the audience knows like there is going to be trouble on the horizon. Yeah. I I just love that it's not only the first time that you know, Mark stands up to Cecil, but the first time that Mark really stands up for himself, Correct. like in the whole series, like this yeah. is the first time that he's not, he's not defensive. Like he is offensive here. And he's like, no, like I was in the right. I did nothing wrong. You right. can't, you can't judge me for this. Like it's, yeah. it's a very good moment. And it makes sense for, you know, a Mark who's gone through what he has in the last 30 issues to be at this point and be like, no, I'm going to stand up for myself. Like I'm going to stand up for what I believe in because I know that I'm the better person. like it's it's a cool moment really cool moment right and so we get this final scene where mark shows back up to amber for the first time since he's been back Mm -hmm. and this this scene is one of the most important scenes for me when it comes to amber as a character in the comics um because this is kind of at least the way that i read it and you guys can feel free to disagree or feel free to you know Talk about how you read it. This is the moment where Mark realizes it's not going to work out. Yes. Because yes. he he 
lets her know like hey this is like this is the gig like i'm i'm gonna be gone you know this is this is the deal and amber says like what if i'm not happy with the deal anymore and there's this moment where mark realizes the silent panel yeah which again robert kirkman and ryan ollie do so well with these silent panels Mm -hmm. of just showing so much emotion on the face because this is the moment that he knows that amber's not debbie like amber is not you know as good a person as she is and i'm not like saying oh amber should just put up with any kind of bullshit right no. feel free to live her life but like yeah. this is the right move for everybody obviously right. like and it's, if it's not working where, it's not working yeah this is the moment where he realizes like amber's not his ride or die it's not yeah. like this isn't gonna work out in the end and yeah. she says you know you can she says uh i love you very much i still want to be with you you can see why would be upset can't you you understand right and the look on mark's face in the final page of this volume where he says yeah is and i read i read it this way um and i'm glad you guys got that too just like him being like yeah it's over essentially it's basically just playing this out until it ends very much like the end i mean the next volume what what they do next with mark and amber feels very you know, let's try and hold on to what we have left. Like, let's give this one last real good shot. Yeah. Like, it's very much the the couple that's on the verge of breaking up right. and are trying one last thing. Be like, oh, maybe a vacation. You know, like yeah. maybe that'll bring us closer together. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it it screams of desperate, which right. is wonderful. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like it's it's kind of sad. Like, there's yeah. a mo- mm-hmm. this moment where again we have talked about it before that Amber is less of a character and more of like a a plot device a nagging plot device yeah for mark in the comic but she does have you know she is still a person in this world exactly and she deserves to be happy just as much as mark does yes absolutely you realize that this isn't going to work out and you really feel for both of them because amber wants him around all the time and he just he can't do that for her can't do it yeah which is and, fair, you know, but yeah, and we you know, everyone has seen like those relationships or possibly been in those relationships where there's a point in time where you realize, oh, this isn't going to work. Yeah, this isn't right. going to, you know, be what both of us want it to be, and it's heartbreaking. It's sad, and it's you hard feel for yeah. both of them in this situation. But mm-hmm. as we kind of wrap up this volume, you know, there are there are dark clouds ahead. There is a lot that is yeah. going to be. Uh, oh boy. There's a lot that's coming Mark's way, and really, I mean, the way of the entire planet, because we have some stuff going on. Um, but that is going to take place next week for the next volume. Before we get there, gentlemen, any final thoughts on this volume? Any favorite issue or moment in the volume? I'll go to Jacob first. Uh, you know, it's honestly, I, I'm going to be, uh, 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 it's the beginning of this volume, actually, that's my favorite moment. It's when he's talking to the comic book guy, because of like, how many times have, if you're a comic book fan, and uh, how many times have you had this conversation in front of somebody who's like, in the comic book story saying like, oh, you're getting that? Oh, it's not even that great. You know, it's like, uh-huh. it's like the writing isn't that great and the, the uh-huh. artistry and everything. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, but you know, it, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. And you know, I've also been faithful and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, every issue doesn't look like that. I, I love that. I love the, I love the 
every time Mark goes back to the comic book store was always like one of my favorite moments. Yeah, it, it's it was, always it, pretty great. It's a great way for Robert Kurtman to uh, go to therapy, satirize. Yes, sort of therapy, therapeutically uh, satirize what happens in his life to put into this comic a little bit yeah. to, to make it a little more funny and a little more uh, lighter from all the, you know, like gore and drama that keeps happening every single issue. Uh, I think, yeah, that is my particular favorite in this, in this issue is that Malcolm. It's that conversation with Cecil at the end, man. It's either that or Mark seeing Nolan for the first time. Like, I think those are two of the best moments. Um, so good that (sighs) I'm going to get emotional again. That Mark (laughs) seeing Nolan moment is so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's so rewarding, you know, because it's it's been a considerable amount of time since they've seen yeah. each other. Yeah. Both like in the, in the world of the comic and also in the real world at this point, like mm-hmm. comic was still in single digits the last time mm-hmm. Nolan was a part of it. And now, yeah. we're, you know, almost at issue 30 and he just suddenly shows back up in his life again. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's very honest. Yeah. You know, and you, and you feel the emotion really well. I think this, this volume is just, again, such a good showcase of art for Ryan Otley. Like Agreed. everything comes across on the character's faces perfectly. Like you were saying that last page that you close out on is so telling, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and that's just, that's just art. That's just art acting. It's wonderful. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Great I, volume. I both of those moments. I still probably my favorite is still the battle against omnipotus, just showing everybody oh, yeah. again, yeah. feeding into how, big the world is yeah tech jackie gets the shine baby it's so true and then we also get that you know that kind of feeds into that argument that mark has with cecil where he's like yeah you broke this whole thing down with me but it kind of sounds like to me that i saved a planet and you guys were fine because you won like there was no damage afterwards that's how fine you guys were like don't like calm down man yeah Yeah. Yeah, so it's a this, good perspective to put that in. Exactly, and so this is gonna this is gonna spell some uh, some troubled waters ahead for everybody. But uh, that is gonna do it for this week's Geek Explained Book Club. Next Friday, we're gonna be taking Yay. a look at Volume Seven, yes. entitled Three's Company. That's gonna be issues thirty-one through thirty-five. So make sure you get your reading done for next. Three's Company. So I wonder that what it. that could be about. Oh, I wonder. Huh. I wonder. Well, well, it's, it's about this story. Well, it's about this guy that moves in with these two girls and then uh, he pretends oh. to be gay and then he has the they have this wacky neighbor that's Don Knotts and everything like that. And oh. wait, are you guys talking about the sitcom or are you guys talking- now so wait it, a second? That sounds so like a sitcom. It's something yeah. that would be problematic if it was out today. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, Much was. like the early issues of Invincible. It Invincible. all comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> But um, by the way, like when they real quick, when it gets like into Mark, uh, Mark meeting back up with William, yeah. uh, the, word, the word gay is thrown between the two of them at least yep. five times. Yeah, <laughs> yep. still, derogatory. Like, still derogatory. It's a still really not good. 2005 thing. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah. Still, still not good. good. Still not good. <laughs> <laughs> but we, ah, we live in we live in better times. But yeah. in some ways, yeah. but um, happy Pride is going to do it for happy this Pride, week's... everyone. On that note. <laughs> happy... Oh, happy Pride. Oh, happy God. Pride Month, everyone. Oh, happy, happy Pride Month. LGBTQIA plus people. Congratulations. Congratulations. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. Do yourself happy a Pride. favor. Go bang a person of the same sex. Do yourself a favor. 
There you go. Celebrate. There you go. Celebrate this message tomorrow. has been approved by the Jacob Brown City or City Council. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brown for your town. That is our. <laughs> And on that note, that's me. Uh, uh, <laughs> tune in. That's me. That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> ah. I can't wait for all of this to be cut out. Yes. Uh, no, I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. Uh, tune in next week uh, for volume seven of Invincible. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Geek Explained, this is Eric Azana. Malcolm Russell Nelson. Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. Happy Pride. Zero.